Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 81, January 28th, 2024. So glad you could make it. January 28th, 1978 is my born day. So 46 years old, 46 for 46. Today's episode, um, just incidentally, the number one song, according to the Google search I did, was Baby Come Back. Baby Come Back. You know that one? Um some other pretty good tunes on January 28th through the years. Well, Michael Bolton. We'll start off the uh, 46. I don't know how long this will run. We'll see. Uh, but we'll we'll start it off with January 28th, 1986. Um, as a memory of mine, because that was the day the Space Shuttle Challenger exploded. Um, with Krista McAuliffe, the teacher, on board. And I believe it was an ice day, uh, a snowy day out from, from school. I'd have to look back and see like what day of the week that actually was. In my mind, I've always uh, taught this. I might have talked about this before here on the cast, but um, in my mind, I've always talked about this as a flashbulb memory when I teach that in sight because even as I talk about it now, I can see myself sitting in the living room, on the living room floor, watching the TV, you know, like Price is Right was on, something like that. And uh, the news coverage comes in to uh, to cover the launch. And, you know, 90 seconds in, the, the bright blue sky of the Florida morning and the, the orange and white of the explosion. Like I could still see all that. Um, fairly vividly like even now as I as I talk about it except for a couple of years ago I realized that when I was uh eight years old in 1986 I, I wouldn't have lived in the house um that I have this memory from that it, that would have not I wouldn't have moved to that house until I was in seventh grade and so uh now I teach that as memory reconstruction instead but um so, so take all of these other 45 with a grain of salt. I'm doing my best to remember, but um, I don't know what I've added or subtracted over the years. And, and also, as I created this list, I tried to jam some together. So maybe it's really more than 46, although I've also had to try to take some out as I thought of other things. Um, but just 46 things that kind of came to my mind as I was creating this list of memories through the years, apologies to those memories that should have made the list and uh, didn't. But number two ha- has to do with uh, seeing widespread panic. And again, I mean, over a hundred times that I saw him during the second life. And I, I was just listening to Mikey. I was listening to uh, Light Fuse Get Away, the album uh, yesterday while I was working out at the Y. Actually, uh, as I was walking, like, cool down lap. I was hollering at this old, at a former member of town council, a young guy who's got uh, kids and they were playing little league basketball. And I was walking around, I was like, hey, Caleb, Caleb, 
I was yelling as loud as I could, trying to get his attention. Turns out uh, it was like the pregame prayer or whatever at the Y. And so, um, yeah, I did that. But but th- there's nothing like Michael Hauser, the, the guitarist, the founding member um, of Widespread Panic. Uh, but but this memory comes from after Mikey died. Mikey died in 2002, and, and I believe it was 2003, um, sometime around then. This might have been 03 or 05. But the kind of in-between guitarist, Jimmy Herring, has taken over and carried Widespread Panic for the last mm-hmm, dozen or more years now. Uh, maybe it's close to, t- probably getting close to 20 um, years. But but this guy named George McConnell was of the Kudzu Kings. He was their guitarist in between. And, and my friend Gabe and I went to a festival in West Virginia. Uh, I can't wish I could remember. Uh, Mid-Atlantic, something or another. But uh, we, we saw them. We saw Panic along with like Primus or, or maybe it was just Les Claypool and the Frog Brigade and Rusted Root was there. Um, I, I need to look back and see who else was there. Those are the ones I remember. Um, but there was like an acoustic set. But man, we were camping out, and and Gabe and I neither are really campers. So we we set up our tent down in this bowl, and our tent was just soaked with dew and nasty. It was an awesome trip, but it was definitely a swamp. Which they did cover that that tune, uh, swamp. But uh. Yeah, that was uh, that was really something else. I mean, you know, my son just competed in the uh, ICC. I don't guess it's HS. Either way, it's the acapella competition. And I don't know if they were at DPAC or not, but I did see Panic like all those years later after seeing him for 20-something years, and I finally got to see the song live, Gradle. So that was number two. See how I jammed all that in. Number three is has to do with watching my kids play tennis. And I can think about, you know, remembering the indoor courts when Sam and his partner JP made it to uh, the state semifinals and the way that they competed. I just watched Yannick Center come back from two sets down. Um, and two weeks from Wednesday, I will begin my assistant coaching, assistant to the coaching debut. Um, in tennis, I remember Sydney winning the conference championship in doubles. And uh, I remember Isaac uh, pulling out a great victory on the clay courts against a really tough competitor at Thomas Jefferson and looking forward to seeing Isaac play. Um, number four is, is Frontier Ranch back in 1995. Um, me and, uh, I don't know, a dozen or so kids from Creston Shelby High with a dozen or so kids from Southern Pines. We all loaded up and, and rolled out to Colorado for a young life camp. And, you know, I got my own thoughts on young life, but, but for us, man, we had a really good time and we did, we had a really good time, made some good friends. Um, I think that was probably one of the times I got saved, you know, um, uh, probably shouldn't say that. Right. But yeah, I mean, like met some, some good friends that lasted through the years from Southern Pines and, and we still look back on those days as, as really fun. I remember hiking up to the top of the Rocky mountains with the snow up there and yeah man that was i think it was the first time i played like for real disc golf although I, we were still using frisbees so maybe not but i know that if you threw it on this one hole and you threw it the wrong way it would go way off the mountain number five goes all the way back to 1988 when uh, we were playing little league basketball myself 
see, that's the thing. I watch these kids play and no disrespect to them, but I'm like, it was 18 to 16 at the end of the game. I'm like, dude, we would have crushed y'all and we would have. And like me and Kevin Webb and Kenneth Martin and Wiley Petty and Brandon Kale, like we would have, we we beat Elizabeth with my friend Josh Carroll and uh, a couple of others on that team in 1988 and we beat them in the championship game to complete an undefeated season and win the win the title uh 50 to 24 we beat them by more points than they even scored and uh yeah we we could we could play ball now all i had to do is get it across the court and throw it to one of those other guys and then afterwards we went to pizza in i just remember because i was really sick pulled off a michael jordan game sometime right around in there uh, might have been that same year on this relatively on this day uh, was my snow birthday where we got one of the bigger snows that I can remember of of life and that was probably about six eight maybe even ten inches of of snow I think it was at least eight and we had my uh, my birthday party that year at um, the garden web pool and I remember we like tromped through the snow did, did, can you tromp but we did through the snow from from campus house all the way up to the pool and then of course the pool indoors was was heated i remember those pools you were supposed to take a shower before you got in and those showers were also always so cold sometimes i'll catch a whiff of whatever chemicals all that stuff is and and that'll take me back number seven is is the grand tetons i try to think about um how to create one memory out of all of these little things but i mean that trip we took out west with maryville college when i was a freshman at gardner webb and um all the places that we did yellowstone lake and all that but 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 hiking the grand tetons and hiking up to lake solitude and seeing those wildflowers and then hiking around that snow drift and gashing my shin and yeah that was really really something uh, i hope one day to make it back uh, maybe i'll set that as my goal for my 50th but but i tell you what uh, i hope we're going out there next summer so we'll see if we can't figure out a way um speaking of of trips number eight was the time that sarah and i celebrated our 10th anniversary back in um 2011 we flew out to um, la and spent some time like in the at the resort or whatever and then we rode this boat and i got all seasick and and vert vertiginous and uh i was really a, a basket case back then with anxiety um i know it's hard to imagine but i was like i can't fly back i, I didn't want to fly back with both both of us on the same plane and so what we did was we rented a car we like traded in the the airplane for we, the, the airplane tickets for a rental car and we drove from la you know, we saw the sign Barstow in Barstow, California. We saw the sign that says how many ever miles it is to Wilmington on 40. And we took off and we drove on 40 and we drove all the way through the night. And then by the time we, we, we kind of, we woke up, like, I think I slept some and Sarah drove while I was asleep. Hopefully she wasn't, but, um, we were like, man, we, we, I called the rental car company. I was like, well, what if we get back a day early? Because, you know, we couldn't check into a hotel yet. So we're like, let's just keep rolling. 
And they were like, well, you'll save how many ever dollars, hundred dollars and hundreds of dollars. And so we just kept going, kind of made it the amazing race. And I'm telling you, we drove 36 hours straight, 36 hours from LA all the way to Charlotte, passing by Shelby on the way. Uh, as we were driving through the mountains, I saw this giant gopher. You know how kudzu makes things look like, but but it wasn't just like that looks like. it. I thought it was a giant gopher, which again, Sarah took the wheel after that because we were beginning to hallucinate. And uh, we drove to Charlotte to pick up our van, drove back home. I'm telling you, we did it 36 hours straight, non-stop. I mean, we had to get gas and we had to stop for like fast food, but wow, that was a real thing. Um, yeah, I mean, most of these are not super heavy memories, but this one is, and th- this is my, this is my first birthday without my, without my dad. And, uh, that's a real thing. It's a thing that's been kind of heavy on me. Maybe this is the first time I've, I've said it out loud, but, but it is. And, and so I was just trying to think about, you know, um, what memory could, I could, uh, attach to any of that, you know, to, to 40 five years with the old man and 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 i just remember that you know after one of his rounds of chemo he was so weak and he had fallen and he was a proud man and so he wouldn't uh, he didn't want help he didn't want the er people to come and uh, like the emt people to come and help and and so uh my mom called me and we would uh, i met over there and and tried to help help him get up off the floor and you know i i don't know i'd been at the y so i thought i'd she was stronger than I was. And, and this was way before he, you know, he had lost most of his weight and man, I just popped my back and it was, um, I, I still, I still feel it. Like I still have to do my stretches a couple of years later and, and I'm so glad about it. You know, like I just remember, uh, when, when he needed to go and get a, a shot of some sort and we, we had to get him into the wheelchair and, um, he didn't want to get in the wheelchair and I knew it was embarrassing for him. I knew it was, uh, stripping him of, of his dignity or whatever. And, and I just told him how, and I used some pretty explicit language about how proud it made me, uh, how much of an honor it was for me to be able to help him, um, in his time of, of weakness, you know? Um, but yeah, so anyway, like, uh, back out of the, out of the depths to, to number 10 and number 10 is, is, I mean, I'm 46 today. Like, I, wow, that's the first time I, whew, yeah, I'm 46 today. So uh, this this summer, this June, uh, I'll, Sarah and I have been married for, for 23 years, man. Half my life, half my life. So this is that year, you know. And so I could think about all the different things with the wedding. I don't remember a ton about the wedding. Like I was in the ER the night before because I had this allergic reaction of some sort or another. Like, I don't know what it was. I had the hives all over. So I could have talked about the rehearsal dinner where like the rainbow after the storm. And it really did seem to land right on our spot and which would be fitting. Um, but I'm just remembering that yurt that we had in um, just north of, of of San Francisco and Point Reyes, um, we 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 had a yurt, and that's where we spent uh, the first week after we after we got married. I couldn't get in the hot tub because of the of the hives, but um, but we had a good we had a really good time. I hope you go to Point Reyes sometimes. Um, I had number eleven as the wedding and the rehearsal. I guess I already talked about that, but yeah, that <clears throat> that rainbow and 
my dad trying to give a, a, a toast and the wedding where my uh, my wife's granddaddy, Glenn, uh, snuck a piece of the cheesecake. Um, yeah. Uh, number 12 is AC Baseball, Alexander Central. And, you know, we had a, a rough start to my senior year, but we, we went on a huge winning streak and then we beat Alexander Central at home on senior night. And I was able to score the winning run after getting a double and then uh, uh, Curtis Rayfield doubling me home. And I got to slide in with the winning run, and it was senior night. And, man, that was awesome. We won the conference. Um, yeah, that was cool. And then I remember beating East Burke, uh, too, during the course of that season. And, and I just remember because the pitcher was trying to holler at my girl at the time. And I hit a home run off of him over the fence, the only home run I ever hit in my whole life. Um, turns out that girl wasn't really into me um, after all. Of course, turns out she wasn't really into any guys. Uh, after that. So anyway, sports moments, like I've talked about some of these before in the past, but John Elway and, and winning that first Super Bowl over Green Bay with the helicopter jump and all that kind of stuff. I, I remember watching it at my brother's apartment and like, oh man, dang, your brother's house, I guess he would have been married uh, by then. But um, I don't think I sat down that, that whole time. So excited about some uh, some some conference football today. I, I don't know. I think for the Lions. I don't know. I think for the I think for the Ravens. I remember doing some uh, some epic world domination setup with with my friend Matt Orth, and uh, it was a game that he had he had created. He and, and, and Nick Lewis, and uh, it was just a really awesome, fun game that um, Crossroads kind of co-opted, and but we used it at some of our VVPs and. Um, we were setting it up for the kids, and we had all this stuff on the back of my 91 Ford Ranger. <laughs> was, that, was that what we did? And that stuff was just blowing out down the highway. Oh, man, that was crazy. I remember winning the, the Star Teacher Awards, um, three of them, and each of them are the most important um, accomplishments that I've had because these are from students, and these are from students that pick a, a teacher that was meaningful to them, and so that was pretty good. Speaking of teaching, um, in my very first years of teaching psychology, like our, our, our psychology teacher got engaged and so left at the, at the midway point in the semester. And so I just volunteered to take over AP psych. I had never taught psychology before. Um, I, I didn't really go to those classes in college and, but I, I taught it to myself. And in the first couple of years, I, I wasn't teaching just AP psychology. We had a, a standard level class as well. And I was talking about this chapter, um, I believe it's chapter 12 in the, in the textbook and it's about motivation and it has three components of motivation. It has, it has hunger, it has sex and it has work. And so I was talking about, you know, there's intrinsic and extrinsic drives for, for those three things. And I was trying to make the, um, and I'm a, a brand new teacher now, you know, so like I was trying to make the connection of how, you know, hunger and sex are related in this, a uh, young lady uh, raised her hand and she says, uh, she says, I know that's right. Yeah. Every time I have sex, I get hungry. And uh, I just had to put my head down on the podium. I really wasn't sure how to, how to move on. I'm still kind of a rookie teacher. So, so that happened. I remember number 17 going to Wrigley field. Um, you know, Sam and I drove up, uh, went for his, um, what's, 13th birthday I guess that was his 13th birthday that we did that and then um but we we all went back as a family 
a couple of years later, and we were at Wrigley Field, and man, Kyle Schwarber hit a walk-off home run, and we got to see Go Cubs go in the whole place, like, oh god, it was awesome, Sam still, Sam was able to get it on video, and so we were able to watch that every now and year. I remember playing cut ball in the sand pit, watching my mom and dad play church softball, um, you know, my dad would would go to the church a couple times a month or whatever the, the the requirements were to play, you know, for Beaver Dam or for Bowling Springs Church, whichever one he was on at the time. But but that was some really high quality softball. Uh, and but I was we were wadding up those little paper cups, uh, like Coca Cola cups, uh, papery plastic kind of cups, you know, uh, with the glaze on the outside. And we would play cut ball, which is basically just baseball with your hand and. Um, I was pretty good at that, and I would get all nasty. And uh, yeah, that was those are fun times. And and like I realized how much my dad realized about what the church was and what the church wasn't. But anyway, I might get into all that in in the coming months, but we'll we'll see, or maybe later. I remember in uh, my junior year of high school going to presidential classroom. I got to go with a bunch of juniors from across the country to Washington DC for a week and toured the Capitol building and the White House and the Supreme Court and like man, it was just really awesome. It was just really, really awesome. That was a, a formative thing for me. I remember being in Polson, Montana, uh, number twenty for um uh when Sarah and I drove around the country right before uh Sam was born, right after we found out um that we that she was pregnant with him and we went into Glacier and did the going to the Sun Road and it was amazing. And we were in Pulsa, Montana at a KOA and we woke up in the middle of the night and saw the Northern Lights and man, we played putt-putt and that was just a great, a great thing. I remember Naked Hill, you know, in at Gardner Webb when I was dared to sled down the hill and naked, but I was allowed to take my boots so I could walk back up uh, and I did. And I think Jeremy still, Jeremy Berger still owes me 10 bucks from that. That was a, a great uh, night in that area because that was a time of of reconciliation with uh, Sarah and me because I had been a real jack. Uh, I don't want to get the E on here, a jack butt for a couple of months because I got really afraid probably because I have issues with attachment, I guess, or I don't even know what, what I was going on in my mind, but, but um, thankfully she stuck around as, as she always Always has for almost 23 years. Half my life, man. Half my life. But I did. I'm glad I didn't wreck down Naked Hill. Fish, man, speaking of being a, a dummy for a couple of months, I, I did go to Big Cypress for the Y2K, like down uh, the, the greatest concert ever of all time ever. I mean, Fish played a couple of sets the previous night, and then they played a set, and then they played a midnight to sunrise set. I mean, they played all night long, welcoming in the year 2000, and it was a whole lot of stuff going on, man. That was a out-of-this-world experience, and it really took a lot out of me um, there. But And so I'm sure that that was a huge uh, contribution to my other mental states at the time. Um, it was awesome. But uh, after that, I took a 22-year break from from fish until I went back a couple of years ago to Deer Creek. Um, completely sober as I have been for over three years. This is my third consecutive birthday where I have been a hundred percent completely sober except for coffee and, and sugar. And, but that Deer Creek experience was, was kind of the beginning of my road to 
being whole and being healthy and um that that wave of hope man that's where it started i remember driving through davidson number 23 with my old uh 86 mustang melba t and it was just a piece it was a piece of junk man but but i love that car with my long hair at the time and i remember like trying to to toot my horn at somebody and the horn got stuck and so i'm driving through davidson you know and you know feeling really self-conscious so i just grabbed the center console where the horn is and just pull it as hard as i can and pulled all the wires and everything off and the horn stopped so that was um that was good but um that was that was wild i remember dr henderson at gardner webb and she was my political science professor and she was brilliant she was brilliant she was eccentric as heck man but she was like Harvard and Yale brilliance. I don't know how she made her way to Gardner Webb, but she did. And I remember the first paper that I wrote for her and I got a D and she tore me to pieces. And I remember the second papers that I wrote for her and how I got an A and the glowing remarks. I still have those papers um, because she was one of the, I mean, let's be real. She was one of the few professors. I had a few, I did have a few, but one of the few professors that really uh, pushed uh, me at, at Garden Web. Then the next several 25 through 28 are about Broadway shows. Man, The Lion King that we saw in Atlanta, that was for real, for real stuff. Um, the Hamilton that we saw in Chicago, anywhere I've seen Les Mis always brings me uh, back to my pure and true self. And uh, when, when I got to see Phantom, you got to take a listen to what is it? Sam DT and Fluff head head to New York. I think it's episode 18 of the madness, but I'm not sure. But that was awesome. Man, that was really, really awesome. I remember the day I got elected in 2015 um, to town council, kind of running on a whim and running a completely Facebook campaign. I still have not spent a single dime uh, on campaigns uh, off there all these years. Um, I remember getting elected that day and then learning that I actually got paid a hundred dollars a month which um, that was awesome. I remember being at the lodge in Hilton Head with uh, my favorite people and eating those uh, one hot Asian chicken wings and the tots and having all the fun and taking pictures with that bear. And the lodge isn't the lodge anymore. The sandbar sometimes is the sandbar. Um, oh man, I cannot remember the name of that place that we went to this year, but HH11 this year, uh, the, the, the booking comes open in just a couple of weeks for the weekend for next year. So I'm going to be checking in with my people. Um, but regard you listening, you know, we heading down, I'll, I'll make those reservations as soon as we ready. As soon as it's open. I remember being number 31. I remember being, uh, at the reading when I, the first time or two that I went down to Tampa to score AP exams and I was reading the same essay over and over and over for AP psychology and it was about this kid that dropped his wallet and so this word like wallet 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 I'm just reading it over and over and over and it's in this warehouse situation sitting in a chairs these hard chairs with all these other teachers reading from eight to five for seven days in a row and this one time I just really had to get up I mean I had to get up because like that word just oof, wow that was wild I remember drawing a face on my little eraser that was a pineapple and it kind of becoming my Wilson. Um, yeah, that was borderline. That was some borderline uh, psychosis there. Where are we? Number 32. 
I remember just the other day, man, just the other day. Look, I always tell the kids at school, I always tell the kids at school that when I forget what it's like to be them, I'll quit, you know? So I understand that when some kid wants to go to the bathroom and then they take a lap, you know, I understand that. They're not just going to go to the bathroom and come straight back because they're tired of listening to me. They've been sitting in there all day. Our classes are way too long. They shouldn't be an hour and a half. They shouldn't be that long. They shouldn't. An hour and a half is too long. And I say this every year and nobody ever listens to me, but we shouldn't have an hour and a half class. So I understand what it's like to be the kid. So kids wandering around and I see them wandering around. It's still though, I'm the adult. So I got to be like, Hey man, you got to get back to class. And this guy, this kid's like, man, he says, my class is right down there, fool. Uh, I'm just going to the bathroom. And I was like, what, what? And I gave him the chance. I was like, what were you calling me the fool? And, and he said, yeah, I was. So yeah, you have to be suspended for five days because I don't ever write kids up. I just don't. And so when things happen like that, the administrators back me up pretty good. I remember seeing Acoustic Syndicate's final show. Um, was that last year? And they ended with old shoes and picture postcards. Man, I love those guys. What uh, an amazing group of musicians and human beings. And I'm so glad to have been a part of their music since for me, uh, like mid two thousands. And, uh, um, for a lot of people all the way back into the nineties, I remember, uh, celebrating my birthdays at Barley's and my, my style was always to, you know, take a bunch of people and then the bill would be mm, 50, 60 bucks and then leaving a hundred percent tip, you know, and kind of giving that away as my birthday present. Um, so maybe I'll need to uh, head up to Barley's today. I won't have quite as many people with me these days. I remember being 35 at, at what we called CDH on Mondays. Uh, with a group of guys who were beginning to learn to be vulnerable. And it was a real thing. And there were some real things about uh, the Broad River Church. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. I still experience a great amount of grief, as I realized even last night when I was talking about uh, a cheesecake and, <laughs> and the people who used to be involved in making those cheesecakes. And, I, and so I'm going to have to explore that in my next Lotus session. Uh, like, uh, what is it that I feel like I even lost there? But I will say that those Monday night guys times where we were learning to be vulnerable and I was helping to lead other guys being vulnerable to open up and not worry about being super macho and all that kind of stuff. Those were real, those were real things. And then we would watch football and that was fun. Um, speaking of that, during the, uh, during that time period, we, we had a flag football tournament right around this time. And me and my guy TK and uh, Sam, who was young at the time, and then um, Diana's sister—I can't remember her name—we dominated. Man, I was all-time quarterback, but uh, yeah, we we won the championship on that. I remember this one time that we were going to—I believe it was James Taylor. It could have been Jimmy Buffett. Uh, we were going to a concert in Charlotte, a bunch of high school guys, and we were making fun of this one guy because he was smoking cigarettes at the time because he was way ahead of us because we didn't we didn't think it was cool yet. We came to that, you know, we got to where we would smoke uh, camel lights for me. Um, of course, I tried to be real hard. So I spoke Marbury Reds, but um, like we were making fun of him. And so he went into the store and this is back when you could just go in and they had vending machines. Like you can just go into the vending machine and get you a pack, pack smokes. And uh, so what he got was Benson and Hedges. He got this pack called Benson and Hedges because he thought it sounded, you know, kind of like high class and, and that we wouldn't make fun of him because he got the high class brand, but yeah, that didn't work. That backfired on him, backfired on him. Um, um, I got this one down. Like, of course I've got, I remember when Sydney was born a week from tomorrow is her, a week from today is her birthday. 
February 4th. Um, and I just, I wrote that down because obviously the, the birth of my three kids are, are at the top of any, any list. Um, you know, but like Sarah pushed her out without any contractions because of the situation. And Sarah dealt with Sam being born early and in a completely different location. And she dealt with Isaac being, uh, uh, he was kind of a regular birth, but then like he was super colicky. Is that the word? Like he was really mad for six months, six weeks. Uh, and she's, she's a superhero, man. Like it just, it just is women are superheroes. Um, and I've got the superest of them, but, uh, I remember being in the cornfields at Antietam. We used to take these trips with teaching American history grant. And I remember standing in the cornfield where all those men died in just a matter of hours and the significance of what that battle was about. Um, I hope that we're not in any kind of precursor to that kind of stuff now, but I see God's army and all this kind of stuff going down to the border. If you, if you, if you don't know about that, it, it's worth a, it's worth a, a search to find out who these God's army people, this, this convoy of truckers that are going to the border. Uh, we, we can discuss immigration and what we should do at the border. And, and I got my own views on that, but um, the, the, the views on federal power and this kind of King, that's in exile that we have, you know, just read uh, pillars of the earth about some, a, a civil war between Kings essentially. And uh, I think that's what we, I think that's what we got going on. I mean, we got Biden that's elected, but half the country or, or at least, uh, I don't know, 35% of the country believes that he's illegitimate. He's the illegitimate King, you know, and, and that the legitimate um, heir and the legitimate king is 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 the Donald. And so anyway, that's wild stuff. But I remember being at Fenway and paying too much for tickets, although that didn't bother me at all. It bothered my friend Andy Polk some. But being standing room only and uh, singing, you know, the bah, 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 that was awesome. I remember seeing uh, Ava Brothers at Red Rocks with, with Sarah and as we dealt with a whole bunch of stuff and just, man, crying my own tears and eating some of those um, things that were legal out there and it, and then thinking my feet were sweating. Um, but really feeling the, the vibe from the, from the Avits that weekend and, and having that week out there um, with Sarah was really important to our healing process, which is still ongoing. But uh, looking forward to getting out there, hopefully next summer for the Red Rocks Avit brothers. I remember going down to Mepkin Abbey in near Charleston, um, and being silent, like being completely silent for a day and a half. Uh, it was, that was really cool. And, um, I remember, be careful with this one, I guess. I remember number 43, that when we went on our honeymoon out to that yurt, we were driving up around some other places. Or was this when we went to, was this on our honeymoon? I think that it was because we went to Harris's Steakhouse and then we were going to go to like the Santa Monica area and we went to this bed and breakfast, but we went in and we got to this room and it had all these weird trinkets around and there were cats, like there were cats in the room. And so we, uh, how should I say, we inspected the room a little bit and then we went and told the lady we weren't going to be able to stay there. And we got our money back. 
and just rolled on and went to a different spot. I don't know where we ended up staying, but thanks, cat lady. Um, man, I remember uh, it's been 13 months now, um, a little over 13 months that I've begun um, seeing my, my, my person, Sarah, at, at Living Lotus. And I, I remember so many of the times of, of wrestling through a lifetime, you know, at, 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 with, with her as my therapist and so much so that, that I want to try to figure out a way to incorporate the Lotus flower in in my next tattoo. I've, I've got it uh, pretty much imagined, um, but learning to really, really embrace all the different parts of myself, of myself, all the different parts of myself, to myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember buying a brand new car, like the, for the first time, like rolling off the lot with it only having eight miles, you know, on it. And then buying the next one and only had seven miles. And so I'm looking forward to getting my brand new Camry, um, that I'll get to drive a couple of years. But then of course we pass these things down to the kids. And then, and then as the cycle completes, hopefully Stella blue, the 2011 Camry will still be rolling for me to drive uh, for a couple of years. And number 46, I remember the, the steak that Isaac pan seared for me just last night. Um, I hadn't had red meat, uh, except for one time accidentally when I didn't remember that brisket was, was beef. But, um, I was like, you know what? I'm thinking about having a steak and Isaac said he could do it. He would do a garlic butter bath with rosemary and, and then he pan seared it and he had it going, man. He had it going like sizzling all over the stuff's popping out on him. He's over there like, Oh, I mean, he's just super stressed out. He's tying it up. He's like, I know, I know the people on chopped field now. Um, but man, it was so good. It was so good. And, um, Sydney has whumped up a, a pumpkin cheesecake for me that I'm about to devour here in a couple of hours. Um, and yeah, I mean, my B day is my born day is just getting started. Uh, I'm seeing some texts roll in even as I'm recording here. So I do appreciate y'all. 46, man. 46. It's a real, it's a real thing. Um, thanks to all my sons out there. And that's S U N S. I'll fill you in on that next week when we get to that, uh, second tattoo life. But, but this is 46 for 46. And it is a Church of Six production brought to you by The Bucket of Life, by The Wall of Belief, by The Foundation Tower of Stone. I wouldn't be who I am without my mom and my dad, my sister and my brother, my family, all the people that have come before me, even the ones I don't know, even the ones I don't know that have contributed to this web of life. Appreciate y'all. Magic Rock times two, the rope of relationship and the token of hope. Nothing divine is desperate. And may all your circumstances serve to awaken compassion. And as you go, teach peace. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Grace and peace, my friends.